Mic check. Let's give the team a round of applause. You would love it because we do it to people here. The pressure of the last minute. That's what we exactly did to that team. And thank you very much for stepping up. Um, despite the lack of, uh, what do you call it? Preparation or notice? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, let me grab that one right there. I entitled our message tonight, Untangling Christmas. Untangling Christmas. The word tangled as a verb means twist together into a confused mass. Um, it's similar to, synonymous to entangle, entwine, intertwine, intertwist, or twist and ravel, not. You know, unfortunately, sometimes Christmas is tangled up with many other things other than the real reason for Christmas. Now, in Britain some time ago, to help manage the stress of getting ready for Christmas with all the shopping, cleaning, and getting those Christmas decorations up, at least one company tried to help people there. The company's name is Tesco. It's a British supermarket company. They posted an ad for a new job, a Christmas light untangler. <laughs> the company's website offered the following description for the 36-hour-a-week job. This new position, I quote, this new position will offer you the chance to show that every little bit of help is needed by running the unique in-store service with a friendly, flexible approach and making a genuine difference to the, to the little things that matter to our customers this Christmas, unquote. The first duty uh, includes managing the Christmas lights untangling stand. Wouldn't you want that job? I think it's simple. Simple enough, right? I, I do a lot of untangling, but I don't get hired for it. Um, and I don't have an official position for it. But I do a lot of untangling when it comes to Anna Lou's uh, jewelry. You know, her necklace gets tangled up and, and she wants to use it. And I have to untangle three necklaces just bundled together. But again, Christmas is a time where everything gets a little jumbled or tangled up right? And twist it up. Just getting here today, for some of us, or maybe for many of us, was entangled or twisted with other things that we are preparing for the Christmas celebration. And then sometimes, unfortunately, God takes the last place in that schedule for the day. But you know what? Imagine having your Christmas party with you not being there, <laughs> right? It's your birthday. You paid for the place. The food is yours. The name is all over thing. Happy birthday, and you put your name there. But nobody is greeting you a happy birthday. Nobody is shaking your hand. 
Nobody is hugging you. You know why? Because you're not even in the place. Sometimes, because Christmas is just so bundled up and jumbled up with everything else that the world has thrown our way, we have forgotten the reason for the season. You know, a large part for me, when things get tangled up and twisted up, my blood pressure goes up. And it goes higher and higher until I break a fuse. Because I get so tangled up with everything else. Because the pressure of the season, of the day, gets the best of us. Now tonight, tonight, we're going to try to understand, we're going to try to untangle this Christmas Eve. The real reason for the season. We're going to try to untangle Christmas. In 1 John 4, 9 to 10, and verses 13 to 14, it reads, By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 13, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. We have seen and testify that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray and then we'll get to the quick message, hopefully. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for coming down to save us. We thank you for the privilege that we are able to observe it without fearing for our lives. We pray right now, Father, for your Holy Spirit to speak through me and to speak to your people, your listeners this evening. May you be with us and may you bless us with your message. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now let's focus on that, that verse there. By this, the love of God was manifested. There are many times that we think God doesn't love us. The many times is when we don't get our way. That's when we say, maybe God doesn't love me because he did not let me get that black Mercedes Benz. Maybe God doesn't love me because I did not get that girl that I was trying to pursue for the past one year. Maybe God doesn't love me because my parents got divorced. Maybe God doesn't love me because I lost a child. Maybe God doesn't love me because he did not heal my spouse. Maybe God doesn't love me. And then you feel it in there. But then here, we are reminded in this verse that by this love, by this, the love of God was manifested in us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Imagine that you told your friend to borrow your brand new car, 25 miles in it. But you were being nice. Your friend was from out of town and he came in and you're like, dude, you know what? I want you to enjoy Reno, but I'm just too busy. Go ahead and drive my car. And your, your friend was like, dude, you're so generous. Sure, why not? 
But then because you texted him, checking on him, he looked while he was driving, and then he was in 395 here, and then the California guy was there, right? And you know the rest. He gets into an accident. He wrecks your car. He wrecks your car. Totaled. The insurance says, this is done, dude. You're done. Sorry, I know it's Christmas Eve, but I have no good news for you. Imagine, as the other friend that was driving, the owner of the car now says, you tell your friend, you know what? Don't worry about it. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy the same car right now, and I'm going to have you drive it again. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to let you borrow it anymore. I'm going to give it to you. It was a debt, right? When the car got wrecked and it wasn't your car, automatically you would assume the responsibility to get it repaired. Do you agree? Some of us, yeah. Some of us were like, no, man, it depends on what kind of car it is. <laughs> if I can run away, I will. <laughs> No, but if you, if, a bar, if you lent your car to your friend, you would think, of course, Americans will say, if I have insurance, it will be covered. <laughs> but you would assume the responsibility if you wreck that car. It's your responsibility. You're going to make sure that that car gets repaired. But, you, but your friend then now says, no, I will buy a new one and I will give it to you. Not only are you now going to borrow it, I'm going to give you the car. You know, that's a simple illustration that I can come up with, with this here. God gave his son, his begotten son, to pay for the debt that we incurred against him. He made it possible that we are able to pay him, to pay for our sins, because all of us have sinned. The reason for Jesus to be born as a man, number one, everyone sinned. Everyone sinned. Everyone is in debt against God. And sin must be paid. And payment of sin can only be paid through the shedding of blood. Or else, when you die from this life, you will pay the eternal death, the payment for your sin. And the only way for sin to be paid that we have caused against God is through, per, is through that blood sacrifice. And God made it possible. God made it possible by giving His only begotten Son. Go back to that verse. Through the death of Jesus, He shed His blood because of His blood being shed that our sins have been paid. And then because of that, because of that, eternal life is gained by those who believe in Him. Is it now untangling the stuff, the other things that has been thrown your way about Christmas? I know the guys here, we have that Elfster, and some Elfster lists are... are I'm going to borrow this slide. Not all Efster lists are created equal. Some, have, some lists are, are more expensive than the others. Right? 
because we love to give. We want to give. The essence of Christmas too is also giving, right? We want to give. But sometimes we make it about gifts. We make it about gifts. We make it about consumerism. And then we put ourselves in debt, credit card debt now, to a point that we will never be at church again until we pay off that credit card. And we only get to pay that credit card October of next year. And then we come to church in November only for us to get in debt again in December and then we will be gone again. You know, we're, we're laughing, but most Americans are in credit, big credit card debt because we have made our lives about consumerism, about material things. Now, the reason for Jesus to be born was because everyone has sinned. Now, the reason for Christmas, there's this, I want to share this one. This is an old American folk song. I, I was doing my research. He, he reads, the, the lyric goes, He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Christ, guys, this is, church, this is the reason for Christmas. I love it. You all look great. We're all smelling great. You have great gifts that you have bought and you will have great gifts that you will receive, but none of that can ever match up to the gift that has already been given to us by the Lord, the greatest gift of all. Amen? Now, when you get disappointed that you did not get a specific gift in your list, try to remind yourself, that you have already received the gift even before you actually needed it. God has determined it from eternal past. Eternity past that I will save you. I will make a way for you to a point that I will give my life to you. Romans 6.23 reads, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? That is our Christmas Eve service. Thank you very much for your attention and for coming here in person. Praise God. And I hope, again, my hope is that you and the Holy Spirit will be meditating tonight as you receive gifts and give gifts that you will remind yourself and speak to the Lord about the greatest gift that He has given you. Amen? Amen, amen. Uh, if I can please have the deacons up here. In order for us to truly, to truly, I'm hoping, 